I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, they used to pull a kaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening You're pinning words All like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the rent room What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? Black Black Panther's Panther's Quest. Quest. Yeah. Y'all know how we do it on this show. We discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So today, Lisa's out, but we got my man in the house, Chris Derrick. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man? It's all good. Had a good time last night. Didn't Interesting we? fight, wasn't I know, it? No, last night was crazy. I'm gonna right. jump out of the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about that uh, Conor McGregor fight? Did you see it last night? Sensation. Uh, actually, I missed it, mm-hmm. but it must have been pretty big because the traffic was bananas. Really? So yeah. You was out at the club getting it in, or what'd you use that? Driving past the club getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> Scoot that. Okay, there we go. Um, Yeah, that was fun though It was good, we had a good time Um, So (laughs) uh, We want to give a shout out today To um, A lot of our uh, uh, Folks out there who have been helping us out With the Patreon page that we have Where can they get the Patreon page, Chris? Patreon page will be in the Show notes of today's episode They're usually in the show notes of, of All the episodes for the last maybe 10, 12 episodes or so. Right. Um, It's just a link. It says that. It's at at the bottom of that. You'll you'll find it very easily. Or you can go to Patreon, look it up, and type in Screenwriters Rant Room, and it'll show up. Right. Um, Move it down that way. A little bit more. The other way. The other way. There we go. Is that Uh, better? Yeah, much better. All right. Um, So if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. So, I uh, want to introduce my friend who's here today, my man Antonio Sensation, the writer, as he calls himself, the pimp. Now, what's your last name again? Forgive me. Kennedy. Kennedy. <laughs> All right. Uh, we met uh, like a month ago, some shit like that? Uh, yes, roughly. Yeah. How did, you, how did we read? Uh, it was at that, um, what is it, that primey? Oh, that prime thing? time sublime thing yeah. we did? At <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They invited us to that. And um, so... I met him there, and we were on the red carpet taking photos and shit, weren't we? Yes, we were. Yeah, that's that's where it was. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you for having me. Feel, feeling blessed right now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't even know you was going to be on the mic today, did you? Had no idea. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a fly on the wall just taking notes. That's what's up. Well, you still can take notes, though, you know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get to the show. So, Chris... Let's start it off and talk about the Patreon, because um, we, we've been saying we're going to shout out some of the... Go ahead. Yeah, so, so the Patreon, it's doing good, but you know, it can always do better. Sure. I uh, just <clears throat> want to thank uh, Jenny Frankfurt, uh, Ron Canty, uh, Ryan Summers, uh, Dietrich King Bay, mm-hmm. uh, JT Berry, and uh, Angelique 
Justin and Shakura Amatula for yes, yes. Uh, helping us out, being our fans, being our patrons. Those are people who came on in the last month or two, and we really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, guys. And, uh, you know, it really helps, <clears throat> you know, the show. You know, we've, we've been doing this show for over four, four and a half years now, you know, just giving you guys game for free. And, you know, we're just at that stage where we're just, like, so busy. And it's like, you know, it does help, you know, to get a little something extra, you know, for the, for the Patreon. So don't, get, don't worry. We ain't going to be talking about it every week. But <laughs> when you can, thank you. Yes. Leave it like thank that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, here we go. So um, I got my man Sensation here. And the reason why I wanted to have him on today was uh, we met for lunch the other day. And we were talking about a lot of... Um, really good, good things that, that, that the young writers can think about to help keep the, their mind right. You know what I mean? Wouldn't you say, Sensation? Yes, I would say. <laughs> Why you been all proper, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Give me that from, Texas. Give me that Texas. Give me that Texas, Houston. Florida, uh, no. Georgia. Florida. Florida, Tallahassee, yeah. or, or down Orlando. south? Orlando, okay, Orlando. okay. God yeah. damn it. Why south are you thinking the, you from Texas? South on the west. Right. Texas, Florida, same yeah. shit. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Country yeah. ass. That's all it is. He's <laughs> a, a good friend of mine who lives in. Uh, <clears throat> actually, uh, my best friend's from college. He lives in uh, Sarasota. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, that's what's up. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were talking the other day. Um, we met for lunch, <clears throat> and you know, this is a this is a very interesting business that we have. You know, as Chris and I say, and Lisa, and all the guests on the show, you know, there's there's no way in. That's going to be your path. You can't predict it. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was saying the other day on the last episode that, you know, you can have two assistants who are assistants on a show and they, even their path will be different. One assistant, for example, will get a script. The other assistant will be an assistant for two or three years before they get a script. You know what I mean? Yeah. So their paths will then they be radi- different. They radically change. You know yeah. what I mean? They still got in similarly because they were assistants, mm-hmm. but one took longer than the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then sometimes you have somebody who's an assistant and they're working on a show with a showrunner and the showrunner loves them so much mm-hmm. that they go, you know what? I need them so much. I ain't going to give you And script. I don't really need anybody else to really help me write this but them. They're going to come on and produce this with me. I mean, that has happened. They, yeah, that happens. Mm. Yeah, they'll do From that. From assistant to producer, it's amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people look at that and go, well, what experience do they have? It's like they've been spending the last six months with this person every day, 12, 14 hours a day, on the phone, listening to all that they know, everything that's going on. Yeah, because they you know see I mean? all the... It's hard. <clears throat> the, thing about, the thing about an assistant is... You get to see what the showrunner or head producer on a thing or director is going through because he's not going to hide his feelings because you know just because just because you're sitting there he, right. he can't I mean, he should he or she shouldn't do that right but you, because it's like you have, you to, have be able, to be comfortable you have to be with comfortable them. with someone right. and talk to them about like oh this you know so and so is doing this so what if we did this blah blah, blah. There's, there's there's all that kind of beha- all that kind of trust that gets built up. And they do, and you know, this business is all about trust. Right. Everybody's about trust. If I can trust you to turn in a script, if I can trust you to do that performance, if I can trust you to turn in that episode as director, it's all about trust. And here's, and here's an interesting thing a lot, of, a lot of people don't know. Like, say you want to be even a, um, 
I don't know if this is true on every show, but I know it's becoming a fad that a lot of the showrunners are doing. <clears throat> Even if you want to be a writer's assistant, you have to submit a script. They want to make sure that you are a writer so that when they bump you, that you can handle it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm just getting coffee. It's like, no, bitch, I wanna, we know you want to <laughs> write. So I want to make sure you can write and get the coffee yeah. in case I need you to write a scene, in case of what, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's changing, and that's why a lot of those kids are getting in faster. Mm-hmm. You know, some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I have to be very careful. Be good. Right. Be good. Right. Mm. And that's why, you know, the, just even thinking about the assistant route, if that's a route that, you know, the writers decide they want to take. <clears throat> I remember when, 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 when I first started the writer's room on, on the show that I just finished a week ago, I literally um, sat down with all of the assistants and just talked to them about what they wanted to do and who they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I just was curious with their life and how they all even got there. And every one of them had a different path. You know, one of them I thought was fascinating, literally went on online and found, <laughs> I'm just being real with y'all, went online and found the email to the company and submitted his resume, just happened to get through. <laughs> That's how he got to be the, wow. writer, the writer's assistant. You know what for, I mean? Uh, at the, um, for the show that I was on. Like uh, for Miles's company or the, no, or no, the larger company? I think it was Agbo. Okay, Agbo. Okay, and uh, and um, you know what I mean. So so that's just an example that if you come in at the right time with the right, this is what I need. Sometimes you can get through that hole. Yeah, you know what I mean. No matter what it is, because 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 you know what that was that th- that day. Whoever got that email had been thinking about oh you know what we need an assistant for this right. probably for two days. Mm-hmm. And that email came in. They were mm-hmm. like oh. All right, you know, it it checks that out, checks it off the box, right. moves it moves it away. So I didn't just start thinking about that anymore. Right. Then they bring you in and to see if they can hang with if you for good. fourteen hours. Yeah, a day. if you're good, you're good. Okay, so right. the, the next, because it's you know, like you said, there's so much going on. There's so much. There's so many, um, so many moving parts on anything in in making a TV show, making mm-hmm. a movie. So many moving parts. Um, it's just crazy, you know. Like the other day, I didn't know. I talked to a woman at Amazon the other day, mm-hmm. and she was like, <clears throat> "They have the crazy." She said their post schedule is so crazy for those streaming shows really? because they drop day and date across the globe. Mm. So they got to have like everything dubbed and subtitled and spot checked mm. like all the same time. So when it comes out in the States, it's coming out everywhere. Because you see that though, if you watch mm-hmm. credits sometimes it'll say French, German, you right. see at the end and then they got to QC it for the different devices you have. So mm-hmm. the Xbox thing, the f- right. iPhone, the Android, wow. you know, and, it, and, and it's all got to be like done well, yeah. before so they, they can, can launch it all yeah, together, all day, and there's no problems. Right. Mm-hmm. So the post schedule is, is bigger than you know just the most TV because they have to do that till later, mm-hmm. and it's like you know, and they can't just let it drag on because they <laughs> right. get the show out. So right. it's wow. crazy. So we were talking the other day, Sensation, um, about uh, like for instance, <clears throat> here's something, Chris. It's probably been a couple of years since we've been through this, but we've been through this. You ever submit? This is a question you asked me. Okay. So you submit a script to, uh, let's say, a producer, right? And a month goes by, and you haven't heard from them. What do you do? Okay. And, and, and how do you take it? Some people are like, well, the fuck? They must not want it. Oh, they don't like me. Oh, my, my, my script must be horrible. <laughs> well, okay, right? so there's two things. Two right. things on that. Two th- okay, one, 
You can speak whenever, dude, so please. Oh, okay. Me. All yeah. right. I'm just being all Southern hospitality. Okay. Nah, nah, so, be you. So, be okay, you. So, so, so two things on that. One, um, always give somebody two weekends to read. At least. And, right. You know, I give them two weekends, mm-hmm. and, then, and then on the Tuesday after the second weekend, never on that Monday because everyone's getting deluged with crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Send them an email and say, hey, just checking in, mm-hmm. see if you had a chance to take a look at that script. And, and, but you got to, this is a trick too, is you got to ask them a question about like, did you read it, mm-hmm. but not did you read it? It, it, mm-hmm. it, right. can't, it can't be like a yes or no answer right. question. Mm-hmm. You know, say something like, you know, like, how'd you respond to the script I sent? Mm-hmm. See, that doesn't, you know, I mean, they come back, oh, I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. That makes them look bad. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Nobody wants to be put on the spot. Let's say that. Right. So, but, but that's a good question mm-hmm. to prompt them and say, you know, and they'll get back. If they haven't read it, mm-hmm. then they'll go, then they'll get back to you. Right. And th- now then, this one crazy guy that we know has this thing. Um, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but, he had a, but he's got some smart little rules. So he had this mm-hmm. thing called the eight-day rule. Right. So you call someone or email someone. And then you wait eight days before you follow up. Hmm. And then you follow up again and say, hey, just want to check in again. Did you see? Mm-hmm. And that way, it, that way, so it's, it's two weeks for the, you know, it's, it's two weekends you've waited. Mm-hmm. And then you do, an, you know, another, so, so you give them three weeks to read it at that point. Right. So as opposed, as opposed <laughs> to waiting a month. Because too much shit comes at yeah. you yeah. if you wait a month. So you they, gotta, they forget. Go ahead. Which is sort of weird for me because um, based on my due diligence, mm-hmm. um, what I learned as far as follow-up goes, I heard some people like um, reputable managers say, hey, wait three months before you follow up. That's my head, I'm thinking, that's a long time. They'll forget. And, but then I hear, uh, wait four weeks. So it always was different time frames that I was reading based on what industry professionals were saying about the appropriate time to follow up. So my thing is, I was like, okay, I'll give it four weeks, even though I think that's a little long, because at this point, Sensation the Writer is an unknown writer. Right. So it's easy for me to slip through the cracks mm-hmm. in, those, in the jungle of emails that they get on a daily basis. Right. So <clears throat> I guess, um, so you saying it's just best to wait two weeks minimum, then follow up? No, 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 two weekends. Two weekends. So, and, and, and that's a kind of a, a strange thing. Because most people read on the weekends. Weekends. Uh-huh. Like, see, so, I mean, but you got to kind of dress it in a way. So it's like, if I call you, say, say I met you on a Thursday night, mm-hmm. hey, hey, right. I'm going to send you that script mm-hmm. and you, and tomorrow on Friday. Mm-hmm. That weekend doesn't count mm-hmm. as the two weekends because... No one likes to get scripts on Friday because mm-hmm. they're getting the priority scripts on right. Friday. Mm-hmm. If you do send it, then well, then you say to yourself, so then I got to now wait the two, the, like the following two weekends. So it's essentially, you know, it's essentially three weeks, mm-hmm. you know. But it's all about the timing of like when you met them and when when you sent to them and these weird days these people don't want to read and mm-hmm. if, and if it's a holiday coming up then you know then, then then that's a skip weekend too and then you just you know and then you wait and then you gotta follow up and if they don't follow up I mean no then you have to follow up and follow up like I said on the Tuesday mm-hmm. not the Monday mm-hmm. and then wait the eight day rule which right. would, which would then be the following Wednesday. You know, and then here's, follow up again like eight days after that. And here's mm-hmm. something, <clears throat> the most important thing. I, I tell young writers this all the time. I can't believe how many people forget this. Always send your log line and your script and, and your PDF, right? People just send the PDF. And I'm like, I don't even remember what the hell this is. <laughs> it's been two weeks that we talked about that. And you finally just sent it to me like, oh, I'm done. Here it is. I'm like, motherfucker, what is it? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Always, always. Oh, I don't care if we just talked about it five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Remind me. Yeah, because the thing is, is that like I will get your email right. and I might, you know, because like like Gmail has that thing now where it says snooze and like right. I'm gonna hit back and come back in two days, or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Some, and sometimes I might do that because it's like, you know, that way it stays as an unread message. See so if mm-hmm. I if I read it. Mm-hmm. Then I might not get then, then I might not get back to it immediately, right. you know. So because mm-hmm. I've already read it and then I forget it. But that's a good thing too. And the thing that I do is that when I send people emails, and I do the log line, mm-hmm. I do like it's a breakout in mm-hmm. the log, like in the email. So it's like, hey, here's my script. Here's the log line. Here, you know, a mm-hmm. double space. Mm-hmm. I do it in, in I do it in italics, and then mm-hmm. I pull back out and then write back. And so it's. Yeah. It's mm. it's highlighted in the right. email, so and it's short. Yeah. You're not doing a whole page. It's, no, it's, it's, it's one it's line. Like, it should be like, here line. I am. Here's a little bit about me. Mm-hmm. Here's the log line. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you. Just, you know, whatever. The you problem. know, this is where we met. <laughs> just, right. You know, a lot yeah, of times, remind them. just remind them, like, hey, like this is where we met here. This is what we talked about. Because um, I meet people all the time, and I'm kind of like. What do we talk about? Right. You know, because I had to just kind of like figure it out and then I remember everything about the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, so what's your piece? Oh, okay, this, this. And the thing is, is that even if I told you about it, like just the other night we were, we, we were at this thing, I mm-hmm. met this, this woman, we were talking about something, and she was like, and I told her about a script idea, and she was like, oh, that sounds really cool. Tell me about it or send it to me. I want to read it. Mm-hmm. What I had to, I got to tell her everything about what we talked about. So it's so an easy because the whole thing is, Everyone is so distracted with everything, mm-hmm. with their boss yelling at them, with the work they got to do. Mm-hmm. They got Twitter. They got social media. They got deadline they got to read. They got the shit that's, that's supposed to read in front of them. <clears throat> so then it's like, like my thing is with emails, when I, call, when I write people, it's like I'm going to like suck you into, you know, like my like world right. just for a second. So it's something I do too a lot. What I try to do is I try to... Do my writerly voice in the email so it doesn't come across right. as like just a form thing. I mean, I try to. Do you want that. to sound personal. I want to sound personal, right. but but you know, but <clears throat> also like show my creativity a little bit as a writer uh-huh. in the writing of the email. So mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you know, you you can you can joke. I mean, I always try to like say something about what we talked about or something that I, I did research on them and mentioned something. Like I was talking to this woman recently about, um, I'm trying to get a job with her to direct some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was looking online about her stuff and it's like, and she collects um, old film cameras. Mm. So I just was able to ask her about what's your, what's your favorite style? Do you like these? Do you like these? Do you like these? At the mm-hmm. end of my email. So she was like, ah, why would he even, oh, so he's mm-hmm. you know he either he's either really interested in me because mm-hmm. everyone wants to know if you're interested in right. them. Everybody. They don't give a fuck about you. Right. <laughs> they don't. Right. They, they don't have time. Like uh-huh. who has time? Yeah. <clears throat> and because there's always the because almost everyone you meet mm-hmm. is got some big boss they got to deal with, and that's who they have to care about. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if you actually meeting the big boss, they don't care about anyone but themselves because they just <laughs> or or the or not not not, not the narcissist. But that's like sometimes it's like I have my projects to do. I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm you know I got three projects out. No one said yes. I'd act. You know that's what their mind is. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of like break them out of that. Which is which is also the sneak. <clears throat> and I'm jumping. If you get a meeting, mm-hmm. now you look around at my office, right? There's a lot going on in here, right? Yes, it is. There's a lot of whimsy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of character. There's a lot of old shit. There's a lot mm-hmm. of new shit. 
and there's a lot of you know comic book shit. There's there's toys. There's you know what I mean. You can see a lot of me in here. You this is a room you can walk in and go, oh, he's artistic. Mm-hmm. You can't not see it. Very you know true. what I mean? So you can. I'm the type of dude when when I walk into somebody's office if I didn't have the opportunity to really look them up, I'm looking at what the fuck they're wearing. I'm looking at you know oh their style is like he's a little clean cut. You know, oh, oh, their hair's a little shaggy. They probably, he probably surfs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you could just tell looking at them, you got to learn to study behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really, really important. You could, if you can't tell within the room, you tell within how they look and how they dress and their style and mm-hmm. what kind of car they drive. It tells a lot about them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The whole thing about reading a room. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, because, <clears throat> you know, like we were at Disney the other day. People, I don't know if people have been on those lots all the time. A lot of times you walk by people's offices or their cubicles. And a place like Disney, well, they allow you to really you know, amp up your cubicle. Mm-hmm. So I walk by someone's cubicle, and it's like all the Pixar shit. Right. The posters, the toys, the, 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 the bobbleheads, all that kind of stuff. So that person, mm-hmm. you know, so I, so I walk by, and, the, and the, oh, that's the assistant to the, the, the exec that I'm meeting. Mm-hmm. So I was making a point to befriend the assistant because yep. why not? You you have yep. no idea because that person will get your call through or not get your call through. Yep. But that person doesn't want to be an assistant. Mm-hmm. They want to be either writing and mm-hmm. producing and directing. And I was able to say to her, um, I was just asking her about some of the Pixar stuff. Like, you know, just, you know, like what, you know, I was like, okay, which one? Oh, because because Rick and Ralph 2 is coming. I said, oh, so what do you think about that? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh. And it was just like, it's, it, so now it's not about me. It's about you. Yeah. Right. Don't ever need to be about me. Mm-hmm. Unless they ask me about, unless someone mm-hmm. asked me about me, yes. you know that's the big thing. Let's talk about. Go ahead. Let me finish oh, so thought. basically, you guys are saying keep the spotlight on that person you're talking to because people love to be in the spotlight. Whoever it is, yeah. I mean, you can you can use stories of yourself. You can go, well, you know, I went through this thing. Did you ever go through that thing where you did whatever? People mm-hmm. love to, you know, like, hey, I'm going through this issue right now. Where and this is what I want to get to right now is so you. I was talking earlier. So you submit your script to a producer. A month goes by. So now you do a couple of things. One, oh my God, it's taking them a month. They hate it. Two, they just must not be interested, so I probably won't even reach out to them, right? So what I'm saying is you start taking it personally. Oh, right. You're how, right, do you, right. how do you stop taking it personally? I'll tell you my point of view. I want to hear yours. I don't take anything personally now. Um, well, let's talk to the younger you and I'll talk to the, the, but, the new you. But, but the younger <clears> me was... They don't like it. Right. See, we all do that. I'm saying you, yeah. It's not just you. Yeah. Right. They don't like it. And so I'm like, damn, I might have blown an opportunity because I met someone cool. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, but also, it's, so that's, so then I just, but eventually I was like, it's, it's not that they don't like it, maybe. It's that, may, but this is if you know your work is good. Because sometimes you don't know if your work is good or not. Um, when you're young, you don't know that, really. Um, it's not for them. See, that's the big thing that a lot of people don't get mm-hmm. is that it's not for them. And then the thing that's really tough in this town is people don't want to the, the other people don't want to say no. They don't want to like to break you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, that's the word. Not that's <laughs> the wrong word. They, but they but they don't want to uh, be the bearer of bad news to you. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just have to just be like, it's, it's not for them. That's the way I always look at it. And the one thing is, this is the thing that someone told me, and you have to look at it this way. 
every movie that, that comes out, like some, well, not every movie, but most, because unless someone has to deal somewhere, but the big movies that come out, if you go back through the last 30 years of, 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 of movies in Hollywood, mm-hmm. the big movies that come out, everything, it's that script went all over town. Mm-hmm. Everybody passed but one person. Yep. And I mean, there might be a bidding war between two, three people. Can we talk about Tarantino? <laughs> Give him a I mean, perfect example. You know, yeah. A hundred fucking people, I think, before they said yes. Yeah, on Reservoir yeah. Dogs. Nope, 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 nothing. Nope. And, and even on the other movie, you know, the, 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 I mean, the two he sold before Reservoir Dogs. True. Um, true well, Romance. Yeah. And that's the one with Oliver Stone directed with the. Oh, um. Natural uh, uh, Killers, Natural Born Killers. But he wrote, he's writing all this shit and they're getting no's. And it's really, and the thing, the thing that you, this is my whole thing, I, I say this all the time now. It's not for them because they don't want to make your movie mm-hmm. or make your television show. They want to make their television show that you happen to be feeling that need. I'm going to take it even a step further. <clears throat> so we were talking about, so you send your script to a producer, right? And you didn't hear from him. This this coincides with you send your so so say I'm gonna use this as an example as an example say you get uh, say you're a finalist at Austin right all of a sudden five agents want to read you ooh we saw you on the list right so you go to meet with these agents and then two days later you're waiting going well are they gonna sign me what they're gonna do and they go well you know we feel like you need to grow some more right mm. some more experience <laughs> right. What are they telling you? That's a good question. I don't know what they're telling you. They're telling you that their the script might be good, but they don't know how to sell it, or uh-huh. um, <clears throat> or they're saying that you had a good idea, or um, or they might be telling you that like you didn't sell us on you right. You okay, know? here's where I would go with it. I think, and maybe it's because my producer head is always on now. <laughs> <clears throat> I think they're going, and you know this because you're going through it right now, is we love this. Do I want to spend two years trying to help you sell this motherfucker? Right? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be in bed? That's what a lot of younger writers forget, is it's not that they don't like the material. They're looking at how can I, you just went through it. How can you, we love them, the materials. One of the biggest producers in town is telling you, you got to take this dude, here he is, and you read it and go, we like it, we don't know how to sell it. No, you don't want to invest two years in it. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? And yeah. you're not even going off the whim of, this dude is so talented, let's see what else he's got. Mm-hmm. You're just going, I don't even, two, I can't even. Well, well, yeah, because, okay, this is like, that's interesting, that's a really great point you're making. And and it's the thing that I always <clears throat> find strange, but it's like, but it, but it goes back to what I was saying before about, um, is this the movie like that? No one wants to make your movie. Mm. You can write a great script, but if they don't see why it's great, mm. then um, do they want to spend the time on it? Mm. Just think about it. Like every year, when the Oscars come out, mm-hmm. there's these these best picture nominations and everyone's like oh that movie sucked this is the one that should win mm-hmm. and then they're like so and so got robbed because he didn't win but you know what 
those movies are all usually really fucking good. Mm-hmm. This is a question of it's it's always sort of a question of taste, yeah. and then they're like, "Do I want to spend the time on it?" Mm-hmm. And I think that, and also like the way the industry is now, and maybe it's been for the last like five, at least the last five years, probably the last ten years, is it's so difficult to get projects going that they don't want to spend the time on something that's not easy. Mm-hmm. And an easy project is a tent pole movie. A big is, ass is is, yeah. a, is a tent pole thing that's like some, something with IP. You know, or some something with like. IP mm-hmm. that they could have like you know what? There's ten actors that could do this movie. Mm-hmm. Like ten A listers we can go to, or fifteen we could go to right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and if any of them said yes, this movie is, is a go movie. Mm-hmm. If it's like, oh shit, we gotta find the right dude and the right girl, I don't wanna do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's not uh, no, 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 no. And and as as I know, I'm jumping off the producer, but I'm talking about from the rep's point of view. The rep's point of view, in my opinion, you know, having had several of them in the industry, is maybe they're thinking, I like the writing, and this person is talented, but the type of things that I like mm-hmm. are going this way. Mm. So they, it sometimes you said sometimes it's taste, right? But sometimes it's if they had more experience, and, and to me, experience means a lot of things. To me, experience means getting more shit in your arsenal, getting more scripts, not just two or three, getting like eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. by, the, by the time you have eight, you're a, a different writer. Totally. You know I, mean, I mean, yeah, there's that. But, uh, but again, it's, it, it would, I think what you're saying, uh, too, about like, if I love the writing, it, but this is not where things are going, it's kind of like... You might be writing something that again, again it's it's difficult to sell because see the concept of what happens in, in in the industry is the the rep is not concerned necessarily if the audience is gonna like the movie right that be, you know why because that's not who they're selling to. They're selling to the to the producers and the studios and the money people. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are going to decide does, does the audience like this movie. Mm-hmm. What they're saying is, how do I get this movie to be bought? And again, there's certain there's certain kind of movies that do get made every year mm-hmm. that you might they're like, oh, but this, but but my movie is kind of like like in this vein. Mm-hmm. But 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 the outside you don't know how hard it took to get the pieces to align to do that. Mm-hmm. See, like a big movie. Is like it's easy. It's really like, for instance, <coughs> that's a big movie that just came out. Um, okay, let's just take Mission Impossible, right? The most recent Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so Henry Cavill, like he plays the villain role in that, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people probably wanted that role? Like actors right. in a Tom Cruise movie. In a Tom Cruise movie, I mean, like probably ten actors in town, twenty actors in town probably wanted that role because right. mm-hmm. it's easy. It's already going. Mm-hmm. We can sell it and be boom and just and we're gangbusters. You know, it's almost a guarantee you're going to do hundred million. It's guaranteed right. and it's money for everybody and and it's no. But like if I'm going to be, but now you got this movie coming out, um, the first man, right? The mm-hmm. the the thing about uh, the. The guy who did La La Land, on like, the moon? yeah, the, the moon, moon thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, the what the hell's his name? Paul Yeager. I, I can't. The guy, but the, the John, John Armstrong, but John, John Armstrong. Right. But it's like that's a specific movie, mm-hmm. so you can't go and get every actor who's who's a who, to, to 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 be that lead. Mm-hmm. So now it becomes like a it's a tougher. 
tougher movie to maneuver. Mm-hmm. And that movie is only getting made because he's coming off a big Oscar win as the youngest guy who ever won, you know, Best Director Oscar. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because that movie's I mean, it's period piece. It's about something that people aren't that interested in. I mean, people don't mm-hmm. care about space anymore for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a harder thing. So that, that's why it's always like they are looking at what can they do. And your thing about is not where you're going. It's like if you give me projects that are that, that are difficult sells, then the 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 agent might be or, or the manager might be like, "Do you know how to write stuff that that can sell? Because you exactly. give me something good, but it's like this is not like a a, 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 a this is like a uphill battle for me." Right. Are you this, able to give me stuff that's, a, that's an easy battle? Right, and this is why <clears throat> Chris and I, we talk about this a lot, um, even with our own projects when we're talking about, should I submit this or what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Should I give this to this manager, this agent, whatever the fuck, the producer? Um, I always say, it's just my opinion and my experience over the years, I always give them the best thing I have. Mm-hmm. Now, if I know that they're just a horror place, I'm going to give them my best horror thing. Mm-hmm. If I know they're a drama, I'm going to give them my best drama. But for me, if I'm really trying to gear myself to a certain particular person for whatever the reason is, Mm. I'm going to give them the best thing that I got because maybe it's just me. I'm the type of dude, I'm like, wow, this is such good writing. Mm. Can you do this in horror too? Can you do this in drama? Can you do this in another whatever space that they're in? Because I just want you to see how good I can write first. Mm. And then I'll go, by the way... I also have that thing in the world that you write. You know what I mean? But I want you to know immediately, if anything, I could be doing assignments. You know what I mean? So that's why I say put your best foot forward. Well, here's something I was thinking about, too. Like when I was sending out my script to um, agents and managers and whatnot, the piece I sent out was a a pilot. Mm -hmm. And um, I wonder if today's climate has something to do with... uh, like I was taking meetings, I uh, haven't been you know off representation yet, but I have gone out on meetings. Yeah. He was a finalist in the CBS. Yeah, the uh, CBS program. writing yeah. fellowship thing. Um, so the script I sent out, it had like the N word on every other page. It was yeah, N word. That'll like, get you all through it. <laughs> right. So I'm like, hmm, maybe people that's reading this is uh, maybe they're they're offended by what's, what's going on currently in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and then here's come this pilot, and it's just N word this, N word that, but you know. That's part of the voice because you, you're being authentic. Yeah, I'm being authentic, and I'm wondering, like, by me being authentic, I'm offending people at the same time. But I don't know how not to be authentic. I don't know if you're offending people, but it's it's even if you look at Atlanta, Power, any of them that use the N word, they use it very sparsely. Oh, you know what I mean? Wasn't sparsely. Well, at all. <laughs> but you, you need to use it only when you really can. For instance, yeah. on our show, you could say "fuck" like seven times, I think, or something to that nature. So. In the we whole have season the, or, or every episode. I think it's every episode. Is it every episode? I feel like it's every, but I, it might be three. But it's something like seven or three, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so they do now. Mind you, that's that's another that's a network show that's specific to that particular network. Mm-hmm. Your show would only work on like HBO or Showtime or Cinemax or some shit or one of your stars. You are very specific. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me is maybe the language itself, although authentic. How do you now it's about going back in because I've done that, too, with the script where I just felt like mm-hmm. this is real gritty. It's real urban. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is how brothers talk. It would have that feel. Mm-hmm. And then I would get, you know, who is going to watch a show like this where the line where the 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 
the, the F-bomb is every fifth word or every, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, how can I be smarter and write that? Mm-hmm. So when you're more experienced, you learn how to still have that feel without every other word being the N-word and the fucking blah, 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 this mm-hmm. bitch. You know what I mean? You learn how to do it. Mm. Yeah, well, okay, so that's a great point because it's probably three on your thing because you're on sci-fi, right? Right. And, sci- and the Expanse would use fuck every once in a while, but they only use it a couple times an episode. Right. It's, but it's still in, it's, the, it's it's still in our it. scripts at least three or four times, yeah, for sure. The thing is, though, <clears throat> again, is the writer, mm-hmm. see, this is something I learned from directing, but it's so apropos to writing, too. Mm-hmm. In directing, you want to stay away from the close-up. You only got to use it when it means something. Mm-hmm. You start getting the close-ups too quickly into the, in the show, in the movie, whatever, in the movie, particularly in the movie. Television is so different. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, when you really need it to mean something, it doesn't mean anything because right. I've seen it so many times, <clears throat> you know, like for no specific purpose. Mm-hmm. When I can do, you know, just like, you know, the head and shoulder shot, I get the same the same singular look on someone's face. I don't mm-hmm. need to be you know from the, from the chin up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you do get and it's just that's just that's just that's not, why the medium shot is the most unique yeah, shot. Right? That's why it's, it's an experience mm-hmm. about because you don't know that. But you you but you watch a lot of you, you, young filmmakers over there. They jump into that close up so fast because they're trying to get intimate with you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't show you intimacy. It does, but it's like but but you've blown your wad with how you use that mm-hmm. in in the language. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a close up like an exclamation point. So if you got four or five exclamation points, you know, like you know, like in the same uh, scene, mm-hmm. which one is the most important exclamation point? You don't know that. Very so true. with fuck or shit, you know, or bitch or mm-hmm. the n word, it's like <clears throat> use it in the script when it's necessary. I'm sure there's a point in your script where mm-hmm. the, the the height of the drama of the whole script. There's one mm-hmm. scene that's something like the catalyst of all that. Mm-hmm. That's where I'd be using the n word only. Mm-hmm. The rest yeah. of it, I kind of like. You just said something interesting Like the use of exclamation points Like Mm -hmm. I probably have three in my entire script Oh yeah You know as an an example Mm -hmm. Where where to me the only time I use them Is with somebody yelling at somebody across the street Mm -hmm. Or when they're really in a heated argument And the last word is Fuck you I'm leaving Don't ever talk to me again Boom And they walk out the door You know what I mean It's like the only time I use it yeah. Otherwise, they're having conversations that I'm letting actors fucking act. That's funny you guys you know? said that, because I kid you <clears> not. <throat> it's funny that you guys said that by mm-hmm. using things, certain things sparingly. Right. My latest script that I just uh, finished, which is a pilot, um, an hour-long drama also, mm-hmm. I kid you not, I used the N-word maybe twice in that entire script. It's way different from the one that actually... Right, but the, and that's why I'm saying the that's experience, weird. and that's what yeah. she's talking yeah. about. See, cause see, is, okay, yeah. But she didn't read that one. But she didn't read that's that one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. No, because the whole thing is, <clears> is that... Number one, you know, it's that art concept, you know, like less is more. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but two, back to your script about people not responding. I mean, look, you know, you made an interesting point, the climate. Here's the thing. If you're writing television. Yeah, you mostly do TV, right? Yeah, I do TV. But here's the thing. Everybody knows that the writer's king. Mm -hmm. So, So, and also the way you're writing the pilot is like, this is the template for the show. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to roll out the, the N-word in every scene, then I'm letting them know that in every script that's going to come right. out in every episode, there's going to be like 15, uh, you know, 15 N-bombs right. throughout. And they're going to be like, I don't know if we can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who, if they're white, they might be like, well, that's how black people talk because I don't know black people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But 
Uh, this may be interesting, but let me ask my black friend who didn't take a look at this. <laughs> oh, they're, they're not joking. Oh no, and they're and then what happened is, and then their black friend, or not their black friend, but their black executive buddy uh-huh. will go, "You can't do this. This makes us look bad. Right. This makes uh-huh. us look bad on TV because there's a whole there's extra sensitivity between black people about how black people are portrayed in TV because we've been portrayed so poorly mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. So, so it's hard to even criticize us. Uh, but you said something about. Being authentic, which I always have an issue with. Mm-hmm. I don't think people need to be authentic. I think you need to be authoritative. Mm-hmm. If you know your what's the difference? Sub- Let's talk about what's okay. The if you know your subject mm-hmm. backwards and forwards, that means you're a, that means that you are an authority on it. Mm-hmm. That means you can write it well. Mm-hmm. That means that you can avoid using the N word because in conversation, like people do, just drop it like it's a comma. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. But you can't do that, you know, and that is authentic, drop it like a comma. Yes. But, but it's but, also easy. Easy. Right. But to be authoritative, it's like, I'm only going to use it when I need to use it, mm-hmm. like in a scene. You know, that's mm-hmm. be, be, and or moments where, it's, you know, like I'm trying to use it for a dramatic effect because the difference, the difference between art and reality, that's where I think people kind of make the mistake is right. that authentic is that this was real. Right. But I'm not doing real. I'm doing art and that has to be authoritatively mm-hmm. right. It has to be... You have, you, to, you have to believe it. There, there's two things you have to start learning how to do is, one, know your audience. Like, like you, you, you're writing that script for your... Here's the thing. Are you trying to write a small little niche movie where only the people in Florida get it, as an example? Right? Or are you trying to write a movie? Let's use um, Moonlight as an example. That, grew, that was your type of neighborhood in a mm-hmm. sense, yeah. right, in Florida. But how many times did they drop it? You know what I mean? It's still felt street. Yes, it but did. he didn't yeah. have to use it hardly at all. That's very true. You That's know what I mean? True. He didn't drop the, the fag bomb, but we knew what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's about how smart you do it. You got to be clever. Mm-hmm. And clever is, is, is making it so that the masses can watch it. Not mm-hmm. so it's just, you know, I'm showing my homeboys how real this is. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we talk, woo, 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 this, and woo, woo, you know what I mean? It's like, no. Words. That's being authentic versus being authoritative. That's right. my whole point. That right. authentic is you trying to replicate reality. And art is I'm trying to be, I'm trying to show reality through my lens. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that's all they really want with everything is what is your lens to look at reality, to look at any situation that you're interested in. It's, it's only unique because of the way you're looking at it. If you're looking mm-hmm. at it from an objective point of view, it might be fascinating like, oh, that's a cool world or that's a cool thing that, that I want to know about. But why is it cool? Because right. I can tell you exactly why it's cool because mm-hmm. I am the authority on that. This That's is, you know, and this is the perfect example you hear where sometimes you'll 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 read a script or you'll get a note in your own script as an mm-hmm. example, and somebody say, you know, well, this line here doesn't make any sense, and you'd be like, well, that's how a character talks. Mm-hmm. Like that's how that's what they would say. Instead of taking a step back and going, how come they didn't understand the line? Right. That's fine. Oh, they didn't understand it because. I kept it so urban mm-hmm. that nobody would get it. Mm-hmm. Or I kept it so scientific that mm-hmm. nobody would get it. Mm-hmm. So how do I still make it scientific and urban or whatever it is that still makes sense? Right, because he, here's a little <clears throat> trick that like I, 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 I pick up on a lot. I mean, I was, a lot of times I was watching stuff. It's like you see, you see this a lot in procedurals or certain kind of shows and, and when somebody's like a savant on some level. Mm-hmm. They'll drop a line that's like scientific or too jargoned out, and then the partner will say, 
oh, and that means this. Exactly. Yeah. And that way, yes. and that's the very next line. Mm-hmm. And, and so when, if, even if the reader is like, what the fuck did he say? Mm-hmm. The next line, okay, now I got it yeah. because I'm trying to break it down. Right. But it still allows that character. And that's a good piggyback. You know, that's that, that, that mm-hmm. character who's, who's so in so the authority of his world to maintain his mm-hmm. his, his authority within the, the world of the movie. Right. Because like, you know, if you want to talk with, you know, like with astrophysicist, he's talking to you. Say so you got to interview him. You're a cop. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really necessarily know to drop down to speak to speak for you, right? Because he's in his own head. You come into his environment, and he's and you're asking him about yeah, his world. You're asking him about his right. environment. He's not going to think about wait, wait, wait. wait. I got to so this. You know, mm-hmm. that's so that's. But you, as the writer, have to be able to say that's where I got to break. The, I have to break the the authenticity. And make it and 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 make me the writer, of the authority, so yeah. that everyone can understand this. Gotcha. You know, and it's I mean, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. trick because you see it all the time where there's someone who's explaining the complicated mm-hmm. thing after the complicated person has said it. Or that's when you give that detective that he's usually a lower class detective. He's like, can you put that in lemon words? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Then he has yeah. to re-explain it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Master, guys, <clears throat> a question: um, Being a new writer coming into the industry mm-hmm. and must. All the tens of millions that listen to you guys' podcast, um, like that tens of millions. <laughs> I need put that. that shit out there. Just put it in the universe, man. Um, when mm. I when I when I wrote down when I came to LA seven months ago, I wrote down okay. I, I just want to write for premium channels, Netflix, Amazon, HBO. Those okay. networks like you have fun. They let you have fun. Right. And, Cable shows. Yeah, right. that's that's what that's my thing. That's my niche. Mm-hmm. So you guys, you guys suggest writers sort of find a niche. Like, oh, I just want to do network television. Or I want to do Cable or premium cable or streamers. I'm, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, I think a lot of there. Wouldn't you say, Chris? There's lots of writers who are like, you know, I'm a procedural dude. I want to do CBS. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think there's plenty of them. Like I know my voice. I told my agents just a few weeks ago. I'm like, because they were like, well, we we're trying to get you on another show. I was like, whatever it is, it's got to be dark. I'm a dark motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I just can't help. I go there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd have more fun in a room. <laughs> Where it's dark, even though people hear me, they think I'm a comedy writer because I'm just silly. Yeah, I would much rather be writing fucking, you know, like the new, the in between, or you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Breaking Bad. I want to be writing something yeah. meaty, yeah, you know, exactly. where characters okay. get in fucking some trouble and how they're going to get out, and it's mystery, and it's got, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of crime, and yeah, I would much rather be writing that world. Mm-hmm. So if I can, um, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I I agree with you. I'd rather be writing. Power than empire, just as an mm-hmm. example, just exactly. for me, because uh-huh. that's more of a soap, right? Gotcha. You know well, what I mean? Okay, so <clears throat> this is my thing. I feel that you, okay, people are always thinking I can write anything, I'm a writer, and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of can write anything, but you got to spend so much time on something, on a show, on your own pile, whatever it is, you have to really. Know that's what you can do well mm-hmm. because, like, I you know, procedurals I couldn't do mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a storytelling aspect to those that don't work for how I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that they're bad, like, the stuff on CBS, I'm not really like necessarily like able to do, mm-hmm. but maybe the type of shows that are on. On NBC, like for instance, the difference between a show like Blind Spot mm-hmm. and say like NCIS um, LA, mm-hmm. they're both 
I mean, there's a procedural element to Blind Spot, but there's still like, but there's a serialized element too. The show right. mm-hmm. is not one and out, one and out. I mean, you really can't. They're not standalone episodes. They're not standalone right. episodes. Right. CBS is very strong doing a standalone. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you got to say to yourself, don't limit yourself to, I just want to write premium cable. Mm-hmm. Say, I want to write these type of shows. Mm-hmm. Because, for instance, I was having this conversation with somebody the mm-hmm. other day, or, somebody, or, 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 or something we talked about on the podcast. I can't remember if we talked about Bianca. But, but Hannibal... Mm-hmm. Should have been a like should have been a oh, cable yeah, show. Yeah. Should have been a cable show. <laughs> but if you were writing something dark and you written on net a Netflix type, you were, you were aiming for a Netflix show, mm-hmm. and then Hannibal came up, you'd want to write on that, mm-hmm. even though it's NBC, because right. like fuck, that's cool shit. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, you know. So you don't don't limit yourself to what those streaming platforms or what premium cable does, because you know there's always somebody somewhere. At, at any place that's trying to say, let's do something that's off brand. Right. It's just, it's just, my, my show on Sci Fi is that's what they're doing. They're, so they're, they're trying to change something up. They're going a little darker. They're going, you know, going I mean? darker. So, right. It's, 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 <clears throat> it's more grounded. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I mean, like, you know, like Sci Fi, the stuff that they do, I think, well, is like Krypton, mm-hmm. is the Expanse, the it's like Battlestar, mm-hmm. the Magicians. Um, you know uh, what? What? What else do they have? Uh, you know, like what's your what's your boy show? Channel Zero, right. Nick and Costa. Mm-hmm. Those things are kind of like really elevated genre. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but but your show, it's comic book, but it's not Krypton. Right. It's, Deadly Class, by yeah, the way, for y'all. Class, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 very January sixteenth on Sci Fi. <laughs> I mean, there, there's not really even <clears throat> any. Um, I say supernatural element to it. No, not at all. It's just about it's, yeah. it's about the crime school yeah. and the I mean the assassination school, mm-hmm. which is crazy and it's right. all kids. So it's just, you know, like the element of that is like, oh shit, that's like cool, and that would work for them. You know, I mean, it's sort of like tw- I mean, Twelve Monkeys might be the only thing that's very that's in that vein in a sense right. because it's, it's t- time travel is their only thing. But you know, it's a smart move for them to do because they got rid of the expanse because mm-hmm. it's too expensive for them. You know, um, yeah, that should have been HBO Showtime. Some, you know, yeah. It's, I mean, it was great for them to do for the three seasons, but mm-hmm. it's like, but they don't uh, garner enough like viewership, and they can't get the ratings right. to. I mean, not. I mean, the viewership is one thing, but it's, but but they can't command the dollars from advertising just because sci-fi just doesn't command that the way even like USA would. So it makes it hard. Right. Um, but that's something you, that you got to worry about. I mean, there's always something that's some, there's always a show somewhere that you kind of like. Why is that show there? And sometimes it's successful. Sometimes they yank it because it's not for them. Mm-hmm. And then like they try, they, they try, try to make it work. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there, I remember there was a show on. Like there was a show that uh, what's his name Ryan, the guy who did. Um, Fuck, I forget the guy's name. The guy who created the Shield, he cre- like he signed a deal and he did, he's doing a show for H- uh, for ABC. Mm-hmm. It's about this this submarine show. Oh, um, 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 I've met him like four times. Duh, I don't know why I'm going blank on his name too. Sean uh, Ryan. Oh, Sean Ryan. Yeah, Sean Ryan. You said Ryan. Yeah, I'm I was like, like, Wait like, a like Okay, so Sean Ryan did the submarine show mm-hmm. that felt like, and and he'd been on the Shield. And he had done, and he had done Terriers. So these are these shows on FX. Mm. But he signed a new deal, and he I think it was at ABC or something like that, mm. and um, or whatever. But that was his show, and is and it came on like after 
um, Grey's Anatomy, or or or, or knows between Grey's Anatomy and um, yeah, it was a weird spot. It was a it? weird spot yeah. because they couldn't fit it somewhere else <clears> on. <throat> On ABC, it, it, and it was basically on Shonda's nights. It was on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It, what's the what's the what's the thing with what's the the show? It was between Scandal and Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. You know, so Scandal was at eight, and then at nine was this show, mm-hmm. and then at ten was Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And it's like that show doesn't fit on that network mm-hmm. at that time. It's mm-hmm. too masculine. Number one, it's like it's it's all mm-hmm. it's, it's all men on a submarine, and they get off on an island. And it's like that's mm-hmm. just not. What ABC is about. I mean, like, I mean, like, like, like ABC, like, you know, like made its bread and butter with Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. And not to say Desperate Housewives is a like female driven show because that shit got dark and shit like that, mm-hmm. but it appeals to females. Mm-hmm. And that's why all the Shauna shit is so, is, is so works. But you put something on and, 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 and then what's the lead in? The lead in is scandals. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's just wrong. So you kind of like, that's, but it's a weird opportunity for, for to put the show on. And those guys have had a great time, but they're, and they're just trying something because you know, as we always say, you know, like nobody knows anything. Mm-hmm. But the show like could have been a, a huge hit. Like who the hell? Timeless knew? was that other movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. Timeless was, was the next one that he's doing that <clears throat> was on NBC for a while right. too. And it's just like, um, and that felt like a show that maybe they wouldn't do on the, on, on NBC. Right. And to me, I always said that was a weird show to put on NBC because it's like you're going back in time. And you're and and because and you have a black guy in the cast, who's who's integral. Right, that shit who, never made any who's, sense. Who's integral in the time travel stuff? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> ain't nobody gonna want to go back in time. If you're well, <laughs> well, they, well, well, they get stuck. You know, they're just trying to get Not back. A black man, I don't think. But see, yeah, but that's the thing. And it's like okay, you get, you got a black guy because you want to kind of appeal to to more people on the show, not right. get this accusation of a solidly white show. But you send people black in time to like Nazi Germany or shit like that. It's like he don't even want to go out the ship. You can't even. You can't. <laughs> yeah. He's like ah. Yeah, and, and 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 then the thing is, if you and the thing is, if you put it on NBC, mm-hmm. you can't address that issue. Mm-hmm. Where if that was on Showtime, you could address that issue. Right. Like mm-hmm. you know what, I had to go off the ship because I know how to solve this issue. Yeah, but if they see you, then you're gonna you know then it's a <laughs> massive problem. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. So. You're the first one killed. Like. <laughs> you could put some uh, that Mr. White makeup on. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, so all in all, you know, um, this this conversation that that, um, that that we had the other day was was about you know just trying to give them some game to to educate them a little bit to know that sometimes you got to be you know good to yourself and and not take shit personally. And so <clears throat> that's why we were having this conversation. And I remember there was a couple of times you were like, man, I feel like I have like an aha moment. Like, oh, that mm-hmm. like totally makes sense. Um, what else? What else is bothering you about, you know, what's going on? Oh, there? just let me tell you one more Go thing ahead. about your thing. You also have to realize there's this thing called the Hollywood no. That's when <laughs> DJs don't respond, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Just, I'm not, I'm not. I'm I not. think I experienced that once with yeah. an agent. Um, because well, it, it, again, that <clears throat> goes back to the um, no one wants to be the bearer of bad news, so they don't respond because they don't. They might not like it. It may not be for them. Whatever it is, but they'd rather just say, "I'll take you a step further." With this brush, because they don't know if you in two scripts you've got the next biggest thing mm-hmm. so they don't want to try to offend you in any way and say oh, we didn't you know we didn't I mean it's really simple to say not for us pass mm-hmm. right. but 
But but even that is difficult for some people to do yeah. on I'll, their end. I'll take you a step further. I would say, I agree, but I would say to add to that, that Hollywood is full of people who wouldn't admit that they are passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive behavior is that. Yes. You see what I mean? Yes. <clears throat> you don't just ignore a motherfucker you just spoke to for an hour and never talk to them again when you said you were going to. Yes. <laughs> you feel me? That's passive-aggressive. Yeah. But they take it that I'm an agent and our rule is, eh, if we don't like it, we just don't get back. That's fucking passive-aggressive behavior. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. It takes a second to go, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, they can have their assistant do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not, not interested. Me. Not for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't speak to me. Whatever the fucking word. They always have their little, you know, way I of phrasing. I didn't respond to it. I didn't respond to it, whatever. And they didn't you respond know. to it could be, it's such a vague right. line that it could be, I mean, it, and, and here's the thing too, it could be something, and the reason why, but I, a, a big reason why they always, they don't even respond to you is, <clears throat> they could always say, I never got it mm-hmm. at that point. Even they read it and didn't, you know, because here's what could happen. If you send it to an agent or somebody, it could be just like some other script that one of their clients does have that you, you know, it could be very similar to a client's property that they've read, Absolutely. they know their client's developing. And if they don't get back to you, then they could be like, well, yeah, you say you sent it, but it probably got lost in my spam because I never got it because you might be trying to sue them because you see that movie or that show right. being made. Right. And you're like, what the fuck? I sent in about mm-hmm. the same agent, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We never saw it. it happens all and the time. And if they never get back to you, then they're like, well, I didn't have any communication with you about it. Mm-hmm. You know? So there's, there's lots of reasons that you have to be training yourself now not to take it personally mm-hmm. and to know, like I said, you gotta, sometimes you have to think like a fish. You know, if I send my script to a manager that I met, mm-hmm. right, as an example, then, or an agent, and I go to lunch with them, we have a great time, and they're like, send me their shit, and, or sometimes they've already read it, you know, in the case yeah. that we're talking about. They already read your script, mm-hmm. they met with you, so they don't meet with you if they don't see some, 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 they never meet with you, you know what I mean? That's the point, yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, we see some, 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 uh, um, uh, some possibilities here, this guy might have some talent or whatever, they meet with you, mm-hmm. now... Here's where a lot of people go. Well, was it me? Was it something I said in the meeting? Did I do something wrong? Was it, you know what I mean? Did I, did I throw them off? Did I scare them? Did I, any, all I'm hearing is I, you know, instead of let me think like a fish. So if I were them and I met a young guy who just moved here seven months ago and wrote a script that made it to the, you know, as an example, made it to the finals of CBS that has a little bit of weight on it, not the weight I need. What I needed you to do was to get in it. See, the problem is a lot of writers don't realize the agents and the managers need weight behind your script. They need, they need something else. They, they need to be able to sell you. They need to be able to say, hey, uh, Glenn Mazzara, I have a perfect staff writer for you. He's fresh off the CBS program. And he's fresh off of winning Austin Film Festival. He's fresh off of whatever the thing is. They need some heat. It can't just be a script. You know what I mean? That's why there's, there's too many scripts. There's too many. I mean, and people will tell you all the time, particularly in television, the writing is not what gets you the job. It's you know, like like the writing is to ensure that you're competent. Mm. It's still gonna be really good, right. but it's mm. like you know, I gotta give you a script to write, mm. or you're expecting your script to write, and I need to be comfortable. I got to trust. Remember I said trust, everything's about trust, mm-hmm. and I got to trust that you can deliver on a script to write. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that, you know, everyone knows about television. You don't write 
you know, uh, in isolation in television. Mm-hmm. You sit in the room, the whole staff breaks the season, the episode, and you you know, and then there's all these cards or, or however they do it for what the outline is going to be, and then you write the outline, then they read it and break it up, and then and it's been vet and everything's been fixed in a way that it's like you're not even doing much thinking. Mm-hmm. You just like just write what what everyone has right. agreed. Hey, don't change it. Don't change <laughs> shit. Like you know, it's already been approved yeah. by the network, right. by the showrunner. Just mm-hmm. write what we've said, mm-hmm. and that's like sit down there and write. And then your only real like job at that point, and not this is, and, and I'm not trying to make it sound like oh that's throwaway shit, but it's mm-hmm. like you got to write the dialogue mm-hmm. and make the scene pop, mm-hmm. like pacing of it you know like, oh it's th- like this scene is a paragraph on the thing that means it should be like at the most two pages in the script if, mm-hmm. if you're at two and a half pages you gotta keep going back to get it down to right. two because you know mm-hmm. if it's two pages and two, two and a half two and a half two and a half two and a half next thing you know you're at 60 pages and it's gotta be you know 48 mm-hmm. how do I cut out that 12 mm-hmm. well if you cut off half a page at every fucking scene do you, you know that might cut off that 12 mm-hmm. you know that's you know like, and that's kind of the job right. so but that's what they're looking for in, in the writing mm-hmm. I mean people will tell you all the time, shows will tell you, I only read the first 10 pages because then I know if you're any good. Yeah. I mean, because in reality... You have to remember, you're asking somebody to invest an hour and a half, two hours to read your script, mm-hmm. even if it's in one hour because sometimes it just takes you a while to read them. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so you, have to, you, you have to grab them really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you said that first 10... First 10 pages... I heard it was the first the page number one. If well, it is page, page number one, but but get it, when when you're at when you're at staffing level, uh-huh. they expect you to be at a level mm-hmm. so that they they give you at least ten. Uh-huh. Right. Well, okay. Here's the thing. <clears throat> I can tell if you can write in the first half page. Right. Mm, I absolutely. can tell just by what you're doing. Like, mm. what are people saying? How are you mm-hmm. like describing shit? Mm-hmm. You know, is there's. It, are you curious? Does it have mystery? Does I that, mean, is yeah. something happening that's mm-hmm. interesting? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you know, we were at the thing the other day, Disney, mm-hmm. and I remember the woman was talking about how much. Shout out to DMA. Yeah, we're gonna DMA, have her on the show. We should have her yeah. show. Yeah. Um, how much she hates it when people say New York City, New. You know, this is New York. This is New York City, New York. New York, New York right? Right, right? That's you know, like exterior that right. Mm-hmm. Massive skylines, mm-hmm. taxis everywhere, you know, the subways, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, we know that because you said New York, New York. <laughs> yeah. What you need to say is New York, New York, and then give me something that, that is why what you're setting up is different. Mm-hmm. Like on this, thing that, on, this, on this thing that I'm writing, first sentence it says, um, the Bronx, New York. Even though New York is getting overly gentrified, mm-hmm. this part of this borough ain't having it. <laughs> that's a nice tone. That that's tells my you. first sentence. That of tells the, you. Yeah, that, and because I'm writing something, yeah. it's, 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 ser- it's, it's serial comedic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the first sentence of the, of the script. See, I immediately picture 1980s fucking Brooklyn or some shit or whatever. The yeah, well, I don't know yeah, where you are. Yeah, I'm in the you Bronx, I mean? boom. Right. I'm not having it. I'm not right. getting gentrified because the one place that we know in New York City is not being gentrified really is the Bronx. Right. Harlem mm-hmm. is, like Brooklyn right. really is, mm-hmm. and fucking Midtown is already. Still I mean, got burned down buildings. Yeah, right. you know, because I need that for this set, and I'm using that tone like this ain't having it because I'm doing a show that's that's got right. it's a little funny. And you're talking to us. And I'm talking to us, you right. know, as opposed, to, you know, but but if I, but if I wrote, you know, uh, 
like brownstones and skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. The motherfucker, I know that. Right. That's what the camera is showing me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But anything else, because that's and you're setting it as a I'm character. Setting as a character. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a mistake that people do all the time. Mm-hmm. And you read something, and then people mm-hmm. spend three, four lines on a script, and right in the beginning there, telling me things that don't grab me into the script. And that's and that's why you know first on the first page can you write can you not write because mm-hmm. and that's the experience of it too like because you know you I mean like I read like this morning before I got up mm-hmm. I downloaded four scripts that I wanted to read four pilots mm-hmm. that I'm gonna read you know like you know like like over the next week I don't have to do that but why am I doing that because I am it's a lot of stuff but I'm reading like that mm-hmm. and b- believe me that's what mm-hmm. everyone else is doing mm-hmm. so you and really see, got, yeah and that's, that's that's what I was just about to say. When I'm talking to the younger writers, this is your competition. You're up against people who are already working, and we're still reading that much. We're still learning. We're still growing. We're still. Yeah. You know I've sold I mean? projects. I've directed shit. Right. I'm in the WCA. I'm up to you know. I'm certified to get, to get to the DGA once I do the movie. It's just like, but I'm mm-hmm. still doing stuff because, you know, again, this project I'm writing. I'm trying to. Div- it's 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 a little off brand for me, mm-hmm. so I got to kind of figure out some things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm like who's in a successful way, mm-hmm. so because that's the whole thing. I'm not stealing from them. I just want to see how, like what, oh you know what he's not doing this or mm-hmm. in the first two pages he's doing X Y and right. Z. Mm-hmm. The ten page thing is why I brought that up is because you got to be able to do certain things like with the story in ten mm-hmm. pages. Mm-hmm. You know, how you like, introduce oh, the character. character you know I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff you can do in the first ten pages. And then the showrunner's like, I'm interested. This guy knows how to write. He got me he got me to ten pages. Mm-hmm. I don't really need any, you know, I don't I don't need to read to know what to read anymore. Because I'm tr- I remember I was with this girl named um Fuck. Uh her name is uh, her name is Lilla. Her and her sister write on Shield. Hmm. She's a great writer. But I remember I sent her the script one time, I first met her, and she was like I read your script and I felt I was like I felt like I was in good hands mm-hmm. is what she said. That's a very good note. And I was like, yeah, that's and and, and that's been someone ever has said to me before. Mm-hmm. But that meant a lot to me because I was like, oh, because you've been on a lot of TV you trust shows and, you trust and, and now mm-hmm. you know and that way if I do it, the whole you know like if you come in and bring someone in they oh go good if I want to break the rule down on page eleven mm-hmm. or do some wild ass shit mm-hmm. I can now because right. I got mm-hmm. you. Oh, he's not waiting to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I thought um, this was about this character. He's yeah, just gonna just, switch it and yeah, go to yeah, that. Oh shit! Oh, what you the fuck? Man? All right, you know what's going <laughs> right, on? And right. you and you know what? And the thing yeah. is, if you, when you watch shows, you're like, when they do that, you're yeah. like, okay, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something I do all the time. I watch a show and I'll stop it. I go, okay, so where are we in the yeah, show? Exactly. And I'll check the timer. Where are we? It, Ten minutes, two minutes, twelve mm-hmm. minutes, fifteen, mm-hmm. thirty. You know, I'm, you know I, sometimes I watch it. I go, you know what? We've probably got eight minutes left. Right. Bam, we do have eight minutes. Exactly. Because I'm kind of seeing mm-hmm. where the show is going. I just want to see are they hitting that crescendo the right way. Mm-hmm. Pamela, Pamela, and I went to go see the Bear Jenkins movie the other day, and every like ten minutes, I look at it and I go, "That was the end of Act One." That was the end of the first sequence. Oh, we're at the sixth sequence. I was like, just hit her. She's like, "How do you know?" I was like, "I just." I just know that I get to see exactly see where it. we are. See it. You know, think, but that's a good sign on them that it's landing in the right spot. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause it, see, because if you <clears> don't <throat> land in the right spot, the audience can get restless. Right. Mm-hmm. Some it's a pe- roller coaster. Yeah. And see, so, some people can take, you know, I'm, I remember, you know what? I remember when we, I saw um, Captain Phillips. Mm-hmm. 
at the D, at the, at the WGA screening, mm-hmm. and um, and Billy was there, right. and. Billy Ray for Billy the kids, Ray. you know, and, for the kids uh, who don't know who that is. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he got that new movie called Overlord yeah. coming out like next. He ain't a little rider, he ain't nobody. Yeah. You know, um, just a million dollar dude. But there nobody. was a guy in the audience uh, who interviewed him, <clears throat> and he was like, "I'm watching this movie, and they're like, you hit every structure. This movie's so structurally sound. Like, every point, mm-hmm. you hit it because because writers know that there's there's lulls in the in the, in the writing process. That's like it's elastic." You know, there's, there's sort of these there's hit points, and 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 between those points, you can do a lot of shit. Right. You can get it. It can be too. It can get. You can lose people's attention. Lose you people, can get them back. You, you, you can, know, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, oh, but shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's you know, and it's like, you know, um, but a well written movie, there's none of that. You know, just everything is like, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not saying it feels tense, but you just engage the whole time. And to me, I always, I mean, uh, yes, you hear us talking about breaking the movie and checking the time, stuff like that, everything like that. When something's really good, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not doing any of that. And you just invest it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the key is how, remember, this is what we do. This is what we study, right? Mm-hmm. It's film, TV, you know, movies and, and scripts. So if you can take me out of it, and I'm just invested in watching and not looking at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling myself, oh, we're on this page. Mm-hmm. I'm not wondering, well, what happened to that? We haven't seen that character in 12 pages. If I'm not in my head, mm-hmm. that's when you know it's a good script. Yeah. That's what people say. How do you know it's a good script? Because I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the, <clears throat> and the audience, instead, the audience, although they're not skilled like that, mm-hmm. they're, they're probably going... Does someone just text me? Let me just check. <laughs> exactly. What, 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 and that, and, but you know what? Right. No one texted you because you would have felt the, your phone like like buzz. <laughs> but you feel I just I got checked because yes. you know I'm not I'm not into it still. Mm-hmm. still. Um, it's crazy. But well, why you got us here? Any 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 questions for us? That's funny because I had three questions for Get you guys, closer. and uh, you actually yeah. answered them. All right, there we go. Thank you. All right, so I had like three questions for you guys, and mm-hmm. you actually already answered them. Well, except for the third one. Um, the third one was. There you go. Uh, which trait would you guys um, think a writer should be more focused on? Which I guess, I guess you kind of answered it. What which trait? Which trait? Yes, would it be the talent or the personality that take them further in this business? Hmm. Because you can have which? a great personality, but be a so-so writer. What? A genius writer, but be an asshole. Well, they both can get you there, which is ironic. You know, a big personality can get you there because people just like being around you, mm-hmm. especially in a writer's room. They're like, he's not that good or she's not that good, mm-hmm. but I can hang out with them for 14. They, ha- they, la- they make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I read the script. They can at least handle that particular character that I have who's like that. Mm-hmm. So some people give them that. And then you have the person who is a fucking brilliant David Mamet mm-hmm. type of writer. I read that memo, by the way. Who, His memo. It's a trip. Yeah, it it's a trip. Mm-hmm. Every writer should be reading it. And, um, and you should read Javi's, too. And so... Um, put those in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Um, you have Javi's on there? Put that on there. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then you have the, the, the writer who is the asshole writer. It's usually... I'm just going to say it, It's usually a white fucking male. Most mm-hmm. of the time. Some dude over 50 who's like old school cat. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten is that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it real with you. Yeah. Um, in my experience, I, those are the dudes I've met. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it might be 
you know, it could be fucking anybody. I'm not going to stereotype. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. But it's usually a white dude. Um, <laughs> shut up. Um, it's rarely a woman. Oh, rarely, rarely. a woman. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get it because they know how to execute in the end. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, say you're a showrunner and say the number two guy is an old friend of yours you guys worked with on fucking, let's say, Seinfeld fucking 20 mm-hmm. years ago or 30 years ago. And, um, but this dude is just, he's a beast on the page. Mm-hmm. He, or he's the best joke giver or whatever, mm-hmm. but he treats everybody like shit. He comes in late. He leaves early. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, but you know you need him because in a crunch, when the mm-hmm. script didn't work and you need somebody to write it tomorrow, mm-hmm. by tomorrow, he can do it and it fucking is on the money. Mm. And you see what I mean? I mean, and he's not being <clears throat> hyperbole by saying, and they need it by tomorrow. I'm not. I'm there, doing it. There are real. times that the script comes in and they're like, this fucking sucks. We can't, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like a Thursday mm-hmm. and we're shooting on Monday. Can we get another draft in so the network can read it by Friday at, at, at six? Right. And they'll give us notes over the weekend and then we can get it for the table read and, and start shooting. Right. I mean, so, sometimes you have to turn a script, or, I mean, a full script. In like 48 hours or less, depending mm-hmm. on what the time frame is. And there, there are people who can do that. Again, because the outline is there. You know, you don't, it's, right. not like, it's not like I'm going from scratch, come up with some whole new shit. <laughs> sometimes, every blue, I mean, sometimes, it's possible, sometimes. it's possible, but yeah. that's usually not the case. Right. But you're right. I mean, look, but you, you usually have your frame of what the show frame is. The so you is know. Yeah, you know. It's, right. like, again, it's not, like, it's, it's not like I'm coming with the pilot. Right. See, mm-hmm. see, see, everyone thinks I'm coming with the pilot in 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Right. That's too much work. Mm-hmm. Character development, all, mm-hmm. that's where all the hard work is. You just come up with a story. You know, I mean, shit, if you run, if, if if you've done a few episodes, you know the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is my thing about that. I think everything you hear is saying is right. The thing is, is that as a black person, you have to be so good on the page because they're expecting you not to be able to write at all. Yep. They're expecting you to be one of those guys who's who's been going into them, one of those. Your schooling was. You know, mm-hmm. dirt, dirt floor type of shit. You know? <laughs> they expect you to have N word in every yeah, other yeah, fucking script. Yeah, I mean, look, they expect <clears> that. Exactly. They expect that your that your your grammar's off. Mm-hmm. You know, that you don't understand about the syntax, punctuation's wrong, all that kind of shit. You know that. You know, I mean, that shit bothers me because I used to be. I still am a copy editor a lot, all this mm-hmm. stuff. But when you see people who don't know how to do commas right or use dashes wrong, or you know, it's just like, do you not know how to write? Like like the fundamentals of writing. I'm, right. talking, I'm not I'm not talking about being a writer as opposed to a typist. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the thing. Do you even know how to type? Right. Not be a writer, but you can't even typewrite. Mm-hmm. So that's where that. But you can't be the black guy who has the who has who can't write. Your personality has to be enjoyable. You don't need to be the best person in the room as as the. Mm-hmm. But you can't be. You can never be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Never be an mm-hmm. asshole. I mean, you actually, there's people that you meet who, <coughs> again, there's white guys that I met who sometimes don't even, they go from show to show to show to show, mm-hmm. don't write stuff, um, are not writing new material. Because they've written something, they work with someone, and they just get referrals. Oh, we need to get this guy, we need to get this guy. And don't write a lot. Right. You know, and they don't have to write new material every year trying to find a job because their friends are like, he's great in the room, let's get him, let's get yeah. him, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and he might not be able to execute on the page, but he's the guy who's like giving everyone ideas. On exactly. How, on that, 
you know. Sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say that 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 great in the room means a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, like you said, everybody has their own little superpower in the room. Mm-hmm. You got to find out what yours is, and that particular person may be the biggest asshole, the jerk to work with. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when you're putting shit on the board, and they're like, "We need three ideas for Jerry Seinfeld's character," he's like, "Well, what if he did this? And what if he?" And they're like. You know, they just have that gift, and usually yeah. because they have so much experience, which yeah. goes back to that word again. Mm-hmm. Experience comes from you learn the tricks on how to think quickly. Mm-hmm. You learn the tricks on how to how to make a character have dilemmas in different scenarios. You know, you see where the joke is within a, a phrase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because because <clears throat> like for instance, there's a lot of times like at the writers group that I'm in. I'm in two different writers group. And a lot of times, I will. Uh, the script will be read, and we'll, and we'll be talking the script, and I'll just kind of like re like imagine big chunks of it there there like oh if, we, if you did this and you did this and you did this then it's going to cover this and then this is how you kind of solve this problem because mm-hmm. that kind of like 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 in visualizing chunks of the story is what I'm really good at I know that mm-hmm. you know I'm not necessarily the best person going oh the dialogue line needs to be this mm-hmm. I got to go and 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 do nine ten different versions right. of the line to figure out what works and it's for important me. to know what you're strong at yeah so, mm-hmm. yeah you got to know that I mean I'm not I mean look I mean like I can write really good dialogue mm-hmm. but a, a a lot of times, I have to like kind of work it out in my head. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not the guy who can sit there in the room and go, "The line needs to be right." Mm-hmm. The thing I can right. do is you need the, to put it on paper yeah, and actually yeah, fuck and, with and it a figure, little bit. I mean, to right. me, I, I can say, "Oh, you know, the the line needs to be in this vein, or it needs to cover this information." Right. Mm-hmm. How do we get it to look to sound the best? Mm-hmm. That I'm not the one who does that. I gotta like 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 massage it, right. you know, and think you're about not it. going. Well, what if he said like this exactly? Example. Like here's the exact line right. that this character says now, like in his voice or in her voice. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I got yeah. I've heard that um, a lot of writers they're not jacks of all trades. Someone no. who's really good at um, dialogue. This person's good at character development. Right. This person's really good at story. You get all those people in the same room. You get some kick ass scripts. That's. That's Look, what the writers' room is. That's yeah. the TV. That's exactly so, what it is. Like the thing that people don't get is that 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 <clears throat> this is all something else about not taking it personally. Okay, about it, you get a script mm-hmm. and you have and you might, and you might get like a showrunner meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And they might meet you and you and you're really good at explaining what you do. Mm-hmm. And like me, I just said I'm good at X, Y, and Z things. Mm-hmm. And he might say that's fucking awesome, and I love your script. But I'm not going to hire you. You know mm-hmm. why? Because I do the same thing that you do. Mm-hmm. So I don't need you in the room right. because that's that's my because we, we have overlapping superpowers. Mm. So you have great script, great everything. You have been great in the in the damn show room. I mean, they're like, mm-hmm. fuck, I would love this guy. But then it's, it's redundancy, right. and I need to get her instead because I because because she's really good at doing X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of my like A, B, and C. It's just like casting a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like I got to mm-hmm. get that room to to and. And it's, and it's like uh, casting a movie, but I'm, I'm also the damn the the conductor of the symphony, where it's like horns, strings, you know, I'm 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 that guy, you know, fucking flute here, and then mm-hmm. I'm costing all that because that's how it all comes together as one, you mm-hmm. know. If you if it's all if it's all a brass band, there's certain things I can't do with that show now mm-hmm. th- at this point, you know. And then so and that's the skill of being a showrunner too, is like knowing who, like who you got, what you can do. And what the show needs, mm-hmm. and a lot of times that, like that, and and sometimes they might not know that, and then second season mm-hmm. they're like, I can't bring you back for whatever reason, and, and you don't know why, but it's like because mm-hmm. I need something else in this spot mm-hmm. to because I'm seeing everything, and the show changes, so that superpower you had is no longer needed yeah. in season two, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, or you might say, fuck, <clears throat> you know what, 
I need to bring Chris back season two because I don't have time to do right. that same thing that I can do because there's right. all this other shit that the show is requiring of me. And I need somebody to, to do that in the right. room. Instead. And, and, and a lot of times that, that your number two can be that, that other character you were talking about who could be the asshole. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you always hear it's like, oh, that number two, oh, that number two. It's usually that particular person a lot. It's usually somebody higher level. That's uh-huh. the only reason why I use that as an example can be somebody who you wonder why the number two comes back when he's been an asshole the whole season because mm-hmm. the showrunner decides, oh, my God, season one, I was hardly in the room. I want to be in the room more, so I need to send him to the set. I know he can handle the set. I don't have to groom somebody else to do what. And they have that second hand. What do they call it? A uh, uh, shorthand. 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 Yeah, they shorthand. have that shorthand way of talking. So mm-hmm. they've already developed. I don't want to have time to develop that with you. Mm-hmm. I'd rather develop it with my or keep it with my guy who's an asshole who I know I can tame mm-hmm. and keep at bay. You know, even though people don't like him. So basically, it's like a sports team. Let's say you have a great season, right? Right. You always want to keep the same players for the following season. You want to try. But somebody might get traded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or they yeah. want more money. Or, right. yeah. or I need a different six man. Mm. You know, because mm. I realize that, hey, in the off season, so and so, because he cause he missed a couple three pointers in the finals, right. he's he worked on that all off season. Mm. So the six man who came in who was sitting three pointers, I don't need that guy to come in like that. I need the six man who's the, who's now a swing man. You know who who can who can play the th- who can play the three or the two right. or whatever. And, you know, and you making that change. And and the game changes. Yeah. You don't have the Shaquilles no more. Mm-hmm. Everybody's shooting outside on the threes now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so yeah. Shaquille would be almost not necessary now. Yeah. You know or they mean? figure out. You know what? There's a team that's constructed to beat me. Right. So now I gotta like adjust it, you know, mm-hmm. because there's always a show that's coming on every season that's that you know is designed to pull right. to pull from a, pull from another show. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know it is. Yeah. Absolutely. But the thing also about the number two is is that you might get an asshole like in that position mm-hmm. because the showrunner doesn't want to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can, you know, shit on people, and I'll mm. still look good. <laughs> Bad cop, good cop. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. yeah. Oh, I did have an, another question sure, for right. you guys. All right, somebody coming straight in off the um, uh, Greyhound. I don't know, do people still get the L.A. Yeah, some people, yeah. Some people okay, do. somebody coming in straight from Greyhound. Mm-hmm. They're talented, whether they be a writer, actor. Well, I'm, let's go with screenwriting, because right. that's what this podcast right. is. You come in, you're very green. So you, you're liable to make a lot of missteps, mm-hmm. right? So what, how do you guys, we had this conversation before, Hillier, mm-hmm. about uh, writing coaches. Mm-hmm. And two that come to mind is um, Lee Jessup and uh, Carol Kirshner. Yeah, we know I, them both. I heard mm-hmm. great things about them. <clears throat> um, so for most writers, they probably won't have a budget to afford someone right. like that. But the, you know, their job is to give a game plan guidance through the, you know, the trenches of Hollywood. Right. So if a person can't afford a writing coach of that stature, how do you think somebody can go about avoiding many pitfalls as they can when they're first starting out. Okay, so like those things, I don't even know. People did those. They had writing coaches when I first got out here. Mm-hmm. They've always been around. They've always been around. Yeah. But the thing is, is that because the internet wasn't the way it was when I first came out here and everything like that, that it was, you know, like you might not know how to find them. Yeah, you, you have know? to go to like the screenwriting expo or to find so them. Like, or something. Oh, so yeah. like. I didn't know about those until like I was already in the guild. People were saying, "Hey, you so." I was like, "Who is right. this person? I don't even know." Mm-hmm. And I'd look him up and everything like that. Here's the thing: all of those people 
like Carol put out a book like two or three years ago. Yeah, I bought the book actually. It's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. You could just email her mm-hmm. quick question. Nothing major, but a quick question. Mm-hmm. That she'll answer. And she'll answer. Yeah. Hey, I this happened and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Can I get any advice? And if it's not anything major, she might be like, This is what I would do. Mm-hmm. Bam. The, the 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 fact that they I mean certain people like Carol, and she's Pilar. a respected she, OG. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Carol runs the C, part of the CBS thing, right? Yeah, and, that's why I interviewed. And she's also part of the, the showrunner's program. Thing. And she started it with yeah, Jeff. with Jeff. Yeah. So, she, so she's <clears throat> someone like that. Like that. That's that's how Pilar is. Mm-hmm. That's how um, Lee Jessup. Yeah, Lee Jessup. That's mm-hmm. how um, Jen Grisanti is. Mm-hmm. They are in their position where they are. They're not all about the money. Right. They do charge a lot of money because what they're doing is super fucking valuable. You think right. it's a lot of money, but in retrospect, it's not because if your script can turn four hundred dollars, whatever it is, as opposed to, and, and 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 now I'm getting the six figure job, mm-hmm. you, you you might turn around and fucking get them a, a four hundred dollar gift, you know, mm-hmm. like hey, thanks for hooking me. Mm-hmm. Um, but those people, they're all super generous. You can just ask them things that aren't like if it's not a if it's not a burden on their time, mm-hmm. they'll get to you. They'll get back to you. It, I mean, and honestly. Anybody will do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, people like occasionally. I, I, it was different. It was different when I was the co-chair of the of the committee. Mm-hmm. I, was, I used to get a bunch of emails then because people look online and see. Mm-hmm. But now people occasionally email me. I'm like, you can email me whenever you want. Ask any question that you want. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, don't ask me to read your script. Mm-hmm. But anything else, uh, you know, about like, hey, I had this meeting or. Mm-hmm. Or like you, you can send me like send me your log line. Yeah, That's send me fine. your log. I'll look at it. Mm-hmm. But there's but to me there's a, a lot of little things that you're like, hey, what should I do in this situation? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like mm-hmm. I remember I I um hit up Jenny, but like Frank about something. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, there was an executive that I hadn't met. I met with like five years or four or five years ago. I want to reconnect about something. Mm-hmm. What do you think the best language is? Yeah. And she was like, this is what I would say. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. You know, because she was a former manager, mm-hmm. and it was just like, you know, two sentences. But it was such a very precise two mm-hmm. sentences about what she. And I'm sure it's old half her because she yeah. be, she managed like ten years. Just like, oh, just say it like this. Mm-hmm. But but that's not our specialty because mm-hmm. we not that because we're not in that. Yeah. So so we don't spend a lot of time, time on that part of the business. Yeah, we don't. Right. But it was such a great <clears throat> way that she was. The the language was in a way that it was like assertive but not aggressive. And it and it gave them outs to say like I don't know how to you know whatever it was very smartly worded you know and it's just like that you know there's a lot that you and that, that's why I'm always like which I, this is what I again what, like email was difficult mm-hmm. then when I first came out here it's so easy now is you can email people and just ask them for advice like anybody I don't say anybody if they're cool they'll give you advice mm-hmm. I mean there's one guy that I know like I emailed him for advice and he he's like. What are we talking on the phone for an hour? You'd be surprised. Like, I do that. Like, a lot of people will send me an email, and they'll be like, hey, can I uh, pick your brain about such as And I'm like, what are you doing this week? Because mm. it's going to take me a while to tell you this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's just go to lunch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, so sometimes it's just better. But you'd be mm-hmm. surprised how many other people will actually take the time and go, you know what, just, just, let me just call you right quick. Because mm-hmm. then we could just talk it over. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize a lot of people are actually more accessible than you think. Mm-hmm. And some people, like our friend Lena, <laughs> will tell you, uh, my name is Lena Waif. 
my email is alinawaith.gmail.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she will tell you straight up, you know, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And I'm blasting it because she does, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm saying is that don't mean you're going to get her, mm-hmm. right? Because we all know she's busy as fuck. Mm-hmm. But the point is she's letting you know that I'm accessible. You know, you can get me if you if you if you draw my attention. Like she put out a blast uh, like eight months ago or whatever. Um, sometime at the beginning of the year, that if you get like an eight on the blacklist that like mm-hmm. we were talking about the other day, mm-hmm. that she will personally send it out. Right mm-hmm. now, we know from experience some of our friends have have actually sold some projects with her who got an eight or a nine or whatever, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So so so, it's about making the it's about taking the chance to do it. Taking the chance to call somebody, to email somebody. Mm-hmm. You're just asking for their opinion. You're not saying, read my script. Mm-hmm. Read my script is saying, take time. Mm-hmm. Right? Advice is like, I can answer, mm-hmm. depending on what it is, I can answer it in two minutes on the email, and it's right. no big deal for me. Mm-hmm. But it makes me, like, I don't look at it as, as I mean, I look, I look at it as a potential investment of, I'm connecting with you. You know, to say, okay, this is what I think. But 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 the stuff that I think my advice is based on my experience. Mm-hmm. Someone else will give you something entirely different based totally on their experience. Right. But you but and it's up to you to then like digest it and say, Oh, that makes perfect sense for what I need to do. Cause sometimes you know, cause I cause I mean, you never know. Mm-hmm. So talk with a lot of people. I mean to me, I always love to like crowdsource ideas or questions from people that I, you know, like that I I really respect mm-hmm. or even people you know I mean or just whoever it is I'm like hey what do you think what do you think this is the situation and they just let you know mm-hmm. you know oh, okay cool anything else alright for you Greyhound people you have it first right there <laughs> I mean there's there's tons of things you could do for me because I don't, I don't think I answered the question it's, it's really about you can take these classes you can you can you can hire these coaches um, I don't think, as much as I love them, I don't think they're necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can, if, it's a shortcut, really. Mm-hmm. If you have the money, you can afford it. You know, hey, I always say, if there's one person I would recommend for a class, it would be Pilar is my number one person, and DMA is Michael Mayer. You know, they're like right there, mm-hmm. right? Um, for people that I would tell you to study with, because that's the style that I write, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, now, that doesn't mean you need to go there. You could learn everything I learned from just fucking reading. The more you read, the better you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and the more you read a bunch of varied, uh, broad things, of, of not just only in the genre you want to read. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, see what they did in Four Weddings and a Funeral just to see how they handle comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, see what they did in et cetera, et cetera. You know, read big. You know, read Kramer versus Kramer. You know, just so you understand what the classics did mm-hmm. and why they're so good. Read Toy Story, which is like, Probably the most perfect movie ever. Mm-hmm. Am I kidding? Toy Story is Toy perfect. Toy Story is, is pretty amazing. It's perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's big. I mean, you look, they're just right on the money. On well, the see, money. Okay, the, here's, here's, okay, so you mentioned yeah. Toy Story, Kramer vs. Kramer, and mm-hmm. Big. In almost every screenwriting book you'll read, they're mentioned. Those three those scripts. There. I didn't think about that. They're right. always yeah. being mentioned. And right. it's like, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. like, I think people I, I, to me I think that people say well he talked about it in the book so why do I need to read it right. because he's synthesizing in the book you need to see what they did on the page mm-hmm. you need to see what words they used to convey what emotion when and where mm-hmm. and then you're like okay I get it you know I mean the formatting <laughs> like obviously some, a script a m- movie made in 1979 mm-hmm. the formatting is going to be different than the way that, that the formatting is now right. mm-hmm. but the language is still 
still relevant. Right. You know, because I think like back then, you know, that like like they they, they would write cut to between every scene. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you know? don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, um, and a lot of other stuff is different, mm-hmm. but that's but that's where. Yeah, like or like like the reading is invaluable. I mean, I just there's so many things you can learn from. And this is the thing: it's like you'll sit there and watch what someone did in a movie, and you're like, "How do they?" Sometimes I'm I'm like, "How do they write that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do they write this action mm-hmm. sequence in a way because it was so like fucking convoluted mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know so much shit going on? I mean, right. did, I mean, did it read? It, it didn't read. It couldn't have read that chaotic on the page. Mm-hmm. And even 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 with the dialogue is like chop 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 like. Popping, I was like, "Did they improv that, or is that written?" Let me look at that. Yeah. And you read it, you're like, "Oh shit, that was on the page." Mm-hmm. Like, damn, that writer like really. Now you're talking about authentic. Mm-hmm. Now sometimes there's, there's like you said, there's a difference between authentic and what? What was the other word? Um, authoritative. And authoritative. So sometimes you are you take the authority mm-hmm. in a scene and make it feel like it's improv because it's so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you think about it, like... Uh, that's be- well, that's because you were an authority on, on that world, so right. you can make it sound like it's improv. Right. That's the thing, you know? Just, you fucking know it, the, the world and the characters and the situation that right. deep mm-hmm. that I can make it sound like. So I'm going to say this before we wrap up. Is So you just move here. You want to be a writer. I'm going to use a writer because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. TV, film, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things you could be doing. Listen to our show. Check out Paper Team podcast with Alex and um, 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 Watson, NJ Watson, uh, uh, NJ. Nick Nick Watson. Every TV writer who isn't on a show yet should be listening to Paper Team because they're basically John and Craig for TV. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They fucking rock. Is that iTunes podcast? Yeah, iTunes okay. podcast. Yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, you know, Apple Podcasts, everything. Um, and um, it, you guys should be if you if you should not be a writer who's I can't tell you where to write. You're gonna write wherever you want. For me, if you want to write television, you got to learn to start being around people. Mm. So sometimes, like Chris does, if he's writing at home, he's writing at home. But if he he take his notepad and he'll go to a coffee shop somewhere where other writers are, and he'll get his notepad and he'll just start writing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Feel the energy of other people because you'll start meeting people. People are like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, you you're here every day. I see you all the time. What you do? Oh, it happens. Yes, you feel me? Yes. And that's and that's that's what happens. Like I, when I first started, you know, writing, I would go to a coffee shop over in West Hollywood. I didn't know. I just happened to be there with fucking all of the big gay writers. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. But eventually, I became cool with all of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so you find your spot that works for you where other writers are going, mm-hmm. and you start to befriend them, and you get into their network. Mm-hmm. And then they start reading your stuff, you start reading their stuff, and you guys grow together. Mm-hmm. You know? And the last thing I'll say is, I was starting to say, you have to be reading scripts. You can watch all the movies and TV shows you want. Mm-hmm. But to me, you learn more when you see it on the page because... You, I could not watch another TV show for the rest of my life. But I guarantee you, if I read, I still would be on point. For me. You know what I mean? I feel like it's all on the page for me. Well, it is because the, <clears throat> the, the final product is, is there's, there's so many things on top of the writing. Mm-hmm. The acting, the directing, the cinematography, the costume design, the music, that kind of like, you know, that... I, I, that they to a certain degree they overshadow the writing because the, it's it's a it's visual a it's, a, it's a visual right. medium yeah. you know but as a writer you 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 always you always got to say how do they do that on the page because right. mm-hmm. that's all that matters 
as a writer. You know, yeah. if you're looking to do other things, then you're like, you know, you, you might need to watch a lot of movies if you want to be a director or a producer right. because you're looking at other things. <clears> I mean, you got, you're trying to decide. You know, you have to de- you get to develop an eye. Like as a producer, mm-hmm. you know, like your eye is about how directors work, how something looks cheap, mm-hmm. something looks big or small, and you're kind of like, well, that shouldn't have looked small like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like sometimes I watch movies and I'm like, that movie looked cheap for some reason. Like, why did it right. do that? Right. You know, and and then I st- and then I and and then or I'm watching something and I and I, I'm kind of like, oh, if they had more money, this scene could have been like this. I can mm-hmm. I can just tell. Right. Just like fuck, and it, sometimes you get upset when it's like that's a great project. And, but and they make it feel too small. They make it feel too small. Right. I mean, and it, and it happens all the time. And I'm just kind of like, sometimes I, f- I see that people who spend a lot of time writing television, I mean, mm-hmm. directors who do a lot of television, they don't make the, pro- the, the movie big because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not used to having to make it big. They're not used television. to having a scale. The scale, mm-hmm. like you know the scale I mean? of it. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know, like you go and watch a movie, uh, you know, sometimes, and you're like, hey, I can tell you before, the, the close-ups, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is when I would never pull in the close-up until they need to. Absolutely need to at the right moment. But television is all about these, these close-ups and stuff like that. And when those guys jump into television, I mean, do movies, you kind of feel like you didn't know how to... I mean, I'll sit there and watch them go, why didn't they get a wide shot here? You know, oh, they should have got an overhead here. Or just, you know, because I'm thinking, like, that's the shot that's the bigger version of this, you know? And uh, it's just, that, that's just what happens. Right. Um, <clears throat> I was just going to say, also, um, the last thing is getting late, um, is that you have to be prolific in your own way, you know? And, and that means you have to test yourself. You have to... You have to go places where other people are. You have to, you have to be somebody who, um, you know, um, um, when you write a script, you have to test yourself with like how fast you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to give yourself, um, I don't want to say goals. You have to give yourself a plan. Like I have a plan. My plan is to write four scripts over the summer. Whatever the fuck, I'm spitballing here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Christmas is coming up. There's a lot of vacation time coming up. Mm-hmm. Somebody should have at least another script between now and then. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's that's the type of thing you're dealing with. Chris has three of them he was working on right now. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So you got to be, that's that's your competition. In a good way and in a bad way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're up against people who pop out eight, nine scripts a year and you got one. <laughs> and you're trying to compete. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Believe me. Because, again, it's like, I mean, I'm doing that because it's like what I realize is it's like I want to have a script that I can go and work on a network. I want to have a script that I can go and work on the cable. I got some feature stuff that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm working on all, I'm working on all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I got it. And, and the networks and, this, and the, the cool thing that will fucking blow fucking HBO away never will be like pass on you. Right. Because I'm, I, I'm doing something. You have to do something different. To to the, 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 there's an expectation on what's on HBO mm-hmm. than what's on CBS. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, like they're, not, they're both good writing, mm-hmm. but I can do certain things with the audience. Will you know expect something different from you? You know, there's, there's so much more on HBO that uh, it gives you a different type of freedom. Mm-hmm. And the network, the network people do complain about that. They always kind of say, oh, we can't curse and we can't do this and we can't do that. It's not really, that's one thing, but that's a superficial. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that, we'll get into that later. Yeah, that's that's, I know you got to wrap it up. 
Yeah, so um, anyway, well, good show. Hope you guys got some game out there about that. Um, um, yeah, that's what's up. Where you at? Where you at? Um, sensation. Uh, sensation. The writer here is signing off. It was a, it was a great podcast. <laughs> where where you at on Twitter and all that shit? You on Twitter? Oh, well, I did. I but I just got on Twitter. Uh, what is it? Do you know what it is? I don't even know what it is because I literally just got on maybe a week or two ago, and I rarely go to it. I just get little, the little updates from like right. Variety or the Hollywood Reporter, mm-hmm. and I follow certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know my my Twitter handler. I don't know is it handler or is it handle? handle? Handle. See, okay. that's, that's how green. Are I you am. on Instagram or anything? I was on Instagram, but I deleted that. Okay. Yeah. Too many hooker brides. Wow, oh, man. Jay. Girl uh-huh. problems, man. Girl problems. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's what's up. That's, it can be dangerous. All right. Where you, where you at, Chris? <clears throat> uh, unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram and at DerekBrothers.com. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You oh, guys, oh, oh. Go ahead. You guys can email me, sensationtherwriter at gmail.com. Right. Spell, spelled S-I-N. Oh, right. Like you got some sin in there, some shit. <laughs> See that Florida, bringing that Florida over here. <laughs> I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a five-star review. Follow us on Facebook. We do have a page there, too. Follow us on our new Patreon page. And thank you again to all the people who uh, supported, uh, supported that. We, we appreciate that. We, we listed them at the beginning. Let's list them again since we say that. So, so we said uh, Jenny Frankfurt, uh, Ryan Canty, Ryan Summers, Dietrich King Bay, uh, TJ Berry, um, Angelique Justin, and Shakura Amatula. Right. Thank you. <clears throat> we appreciate y'all. Uh, hopefully Lisa will be back in the next couple weeks. And um, what else I was going to say? There was some other shit going on. Something I was going to say. Shit. This is what happened. You don't write shit down. I know. So I, so I, you know, you uh, Tupac is not dead. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I got to tell you. I saw him yesterday. <laughs> he called me. Tell me, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that a bitch? <laughs> anyway, everybody joining with me. Y'all know how we do. Oh, check out the Michelle Mission. The Michelle Mission is a podcast that, that is examining and dis- discussing all black films that have been released. I was listening to it this morning. They did Beloved. It's interesting. Wow. Yeah. See, that's interesting too. Is that the movies don't have to have all black directors because that's right. directed by Jonathan Demme. Right. But it's a black story. Right. Oh, in January sixteenth, sci-fi deadly class. Be sure to. Tune oh, you in. got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I forgot. <laughs> I should be doing that every week though. Um, so yeah, man, we appreciate you guys. You know how we do it on the rant room on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. Black, black Panther's, Panthers Quest. Quest. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Rain So you wanna be a rider, well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminished and the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.